Welcome to the Greatest Choice Podcast. Challenging you to make greater choices. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Greatest Choice Podcast. As always, I'm here with my brothers Gabriel, hey, yo. Rodrigo, yo. and Nilto. Yo. And today, guys, we're going to talk about the greatest relationship of all, our relationship with God. That's how we're going to close it off our relationship series. But before we move forward, there's something I want to ask you guys. We don't sell anything here. We do this uh, because we want to make sure we get the message out there that the greatest choice that can possibly be is make choosing Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And we count on your support to make sure we make that happen, that that yep. message goes and spreads. And the only thing I want to ask of you guys today is if you like what you've been hearing, if you've been following us along, share the podcast with us. Share our Instagram page. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell notification button. And share our Instagram page. Help us grow because we want to make sure we touch as many lives as possible. Amen. All right. And Gabe, I want to start with you today, man. What is your path to your relationship with God? Well, for me... my path, I feel like, started when I was very young. I was born into the church, right? Like, uh, my parents were already Christian. I was a baby being presented to God in the church. And, like, it was in, it was in Brazil. And uh, my mom told me a story how at that time it was, like, a bunch of babies that were born. And everybody was just being presented to God, which is uh, biblical as well as what we see in the Bible. Um, but what's funny is, yes, sure, I was born into the church. I grew up in the church was part of kids ministry. I was part of the worship team um, at a very young age. Um, but I feel like your actual relationship with Jesus is a decision that you have to personally make still. It's not something that you're you're pushed into. You know, just because you're born into the church does not mean you're an actual Christian. It, it really doesn't. Um, because, yeah, I, I mean, it's something that I still struggle with today is like reading, um, praying, um, fasting. You know, that's something that we need to do continually as Christians to grow in our relationship with God. Um, and it wasn't something I was doing throughout, like, childhood and, and teenage years. Even even now, like I, like I said, I still struggle with that. So it's a, continu- a continual thing that you have to do every day to strengthen your relationship with God. It's not just something that just, oh, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. It takes a lot it. of effort. 100%. Right. And it, it's funny because I think we talked about... There's two things that you said that I, I thought about our first episode when we talked about friendship. And you said that just because you were born into church, it doesn't make you a Christian. Just because your friends grew up with you doesn't make them your friends. I mean, it's just circumstantial, right? Yeah. You're there. You're in the same place. And then you also said the relationship with God takes a lot of effort. If you look back, we talked about marriage uh, a couple of episodes ago. And then we also talked about dating. It's a it's consistently putting effort into that relationship that's going to make that spark keep and keep that spark going right especially especially after imagine being married for 30 years right so i think learning how to be closer to god will actually make it easier for us to translate this love into our relationship with our friends with our wives with our girlfriends right nilto how about you man you pretty much well, you can't, You weren't technically born into church, but you started yeah. pretty young. Yeah, so I started, so my parents started going to church. I was about 10, 10 to 11, 
got baptized pretty quickly along with my parents. And then very similar to Gabe, like my, my, my journey in church started at that point. But it wasn't until way later on that I started to see it as a, an actual relationship. Because that's, that's a distinction that in itself is already goes a long way. Because there's a lot of people that have like hesitation on going to church and to following Christ because they see it as a religion, not as a relationship. Right. So there's a very distinct difference there. When you yes. talk about religion, it's just like all these things that you should do and that you shouldn't do, which is completely different than the dynamics of being a Christian, being Christ-like, is that we're trying to get closer to God in a relationship in a manner that I want to act like he acted. I want to, to speak like he spoke. So it's, it's very different and no different than, like you mentioned, your friendships, your, your marriage, and any dynamics like between you and your father. So there's a lot of similarities that we can draw from our relationship with God and the word relationships. So when we have Christ in our life, it definitely allows us to project that in other relationships. And then everything just becomes a lot easier because Christ is the foundation, not only of your being, but all of your relationships around you. So It's funny, right? It's like things just start to make more sense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like the yeah. world becomes easier to understand. I, I feel like when you... <laughs> I say that in every pocket, every episode about purpose, right? But it's like if you live your life without purpose, it's so hard to find your path, man. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? What do I do? What's right? What's wrong? Exactly. Right? I I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Rodrigo, for you, very different than this, you guys here. Yeah, right? man. You joined church because of a girl. <laughs> you're no longer with that girl. You're with a different girl. And anyways, you know how things are going? So now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me experiencing i remember the first time i experienced god's love and i don't know what it is about it man you just don't feel worthy like i didn't feel worthy i was like wow this is this is something that's just completely mind-blowing to me and then um you start reading the gospels and you start learning about jesus's ministry and then you learn that he recruited someone like matthew dude was a tax collector Every, he was a Jewish tax, tax collector. Everybody hated him. You know, his own family disowned him. And Jesus saw value in that person. And I think it, it for me, I struggled a lot with understanding that even though I'm not worthy, God, Jesus still sees value in me and he wants to have a relationship with me. And... That like I really had an internal struggle with that man because I was I was that guy, you know, like that guy. Like you guys, people who are watching probably watched Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I was a banker for a while, and I was the guy who was going out to clubs every weekend. I had one night stands. I did a lot of things that you know it's not at all what God wanted me to do. And then once I started learning about Jesus's life, I'm like, okay, he still sees value in people like Matthew, people like Mary. And he, he knew me. The Bible says God thinks about you individually more times than we can count, more Absolutely. times than we can even understand. And he knew what I was going to do. And he still decided to die on the cross for me. And that, when that sunk in, dude, that hit me like a truck. Like, <laughs> that hit me like a truck. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Because it's like, imagine you want to have a relationship with someone. And you're like, hey, you should be like this. I love you so much that I'm, gonna, I'm willing to do this for you. Please just 
listen to what I'm telling you. Please to listen to what I'm preaching. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's great. I'm going to go out drinking this weekend. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's great. I'm going to go out doing this. It's like you're cheating on that person consistently. And that person still decides to love you no matter, no matter what, what you do. That's unconditional love. And the first time I experienced it, man, like I said already, I struggled with it, man. You changed your life. I think, and here's the thing, man, to that point, I think, I I would say from personal experience, so I don't want to generalize anything in this podcast, but sometimes you neglect your relationship with God and you, you're afraid to expose that you're trying to get better, trying to get closer to God because you're afraid of how other people that already knew you are going to judge you afterwards. Yeah. Because they're going to look at you and be like, oh my God, look at that guy. Look at that hypocrite. They're going to put you in a box. Yeah, look at that hypocrite. He was with me drinking last week and now he's pretending that, you know, he's a Christian. Because they don't, People that do not experience that love with God, they don't, they cannot experience that change, right? And then, but also for you to experience that change, you need to be willing to not care about what other people would think. You do what is expected of you from God, right? And you don't worry about anything else. You leave that to Him. You know, pray for the people that are judging you. Pray for the people that will mock you. And you just do what you need to do. I think that's very powerful. I think that's very powerful based on what you said. Because a lot of people that may be listening may be afraid to take action and get closer to God and go to church and change who they are because of those bad relationships around them. And look how this episode is kind of wrapping everything up that we talked about along this relationship series. Because in order for everything that we discussed in this podcast so far to work, you need to have a relationship with God. Because, yes, it is a very narrow path. And it's hard, man. And all of us here are faulty. None of us here are perfect. Trust me. We're, we make just as many mistakes as you do. And the problem is we're, we're aware of them now. <laughs> it's a sad thing, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, and and it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. But let's, let's transition this to something where, you know, to the how. Right? We just talked about why we do it you know the changes that it have made to our lives but there was everybody here had a path to it some of us started on this path early on but didn't make it easier because um Gabe correct me if I'm wrong sometimes you probably felt like you're obligated you're doing more out of fear to your parents not you know not giving you a, a way out than than because you wanted to do it yeah right? I, th I think it's also being so accustomed to it yeah you becomes know? a routine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same thing for you? Yeah. I was actually going to say, because I've, I've had this conversation with people before, that <clears throat> I think that sometimes it almost makes it harder because you, you carry your life a certain way where God isn't present at all. And you, as an individual, make that decision. You have a distinctive date or a time in your life where you decided to make a change. It's like a f switch. It's almost like a switch, but there's still a process. But, like, you've made that decision. It becomes a little blurred when we, like me and Gabe, we grew up in a church that it's like you're there, you're listening, you're being part of these things, but it doesn't like it doesn't resonate as much as it should. At least that that was my experience because for a long time, it be, it, it felt like an obligation, so it didn't feel like a relationship at all. It felt more like a duty that I had to do, and there is a factor in that as well because sometimes you have to do 
you have to go against your your, your will, will, right? Um, the basis of our our relationship with God is denying yourself and carrying the cross. So th- that's the, the detriment there is that yeah, you're gonna have to do things sometimes that are against your will per se. But because of your love and your commitment to the relationship to Christ, you you will do it. So there is that factor. But I, I think that it definitely made it a little harder for me because I needed to make that decision for myself and being in the church because it's a catch because people around you, they see you a certain way, but internally you you know that you're not living up to those standards, to that standard. You know what I'm saying? So it makes it hard because then like I have to put a facade. Like I have to It's kind of like the opposite of what he said. Exactly. For for us, like we're, Yeah. We're so bad, like uh, the way we were. <laughs> we're so bad. For it to switch, yeah. like we're like feeling like hypocrites, like uh, right. And for you guys, it's the opposite. Like you're like, people see you a certain way, exactly. but you're like, uh, yeah. yeah I'm so not I don't really think it makes it like easier or harder. There's completely different dynamics. Yeah. But the basis of both is as soon as you, as an individual, recognize that relationship, regardless if you're coming from the slumps or if you're in the church already, kind of feeling that pressure because you're in ministry. Or you're a pastor's uh, kid, um, it it becomes something that has to be a decision that comes from you, and it's really not something that anybody can. Le- <laughs> <laughs> it's really not something that anybody can force you to do. It's really out of your own decision, right? The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to convince you. Like I can be somebody who's used by God to talk to somebody about the gospel. But at the end of the day, it's the decision that they have to personally make. Like what you said, when you actually had an experience with the love of God, it kind of wrecked you inside because you're like, dude, am I even like worthy of this? Like this is something that's so amazing and it's it's like incredible. How can I even, you know, I take this all in? The thing is, in reality, we are not worthy of it. We'll never be. We'll we never are be. not. Yeah. But. That's what makes it so beautiful is that God loves us anyway. You know, no matter. And that's the experience I've had in my life, man. Like so many times when you feel like, ah, you're kind of turning your back on God. Or like I've had a point in my life where um, I wasn't taking it as seriously as I I should have. I was in the church. And just a, a quick testimony, like I was in high school um started dating somebody who wasn't christian and for me that threw me off completely right like i'm not putting the blame on the on the person i'm putting the blame on my own actions because i should have been more aware of myself and where i was at you you know and hold myself accountable to that and be like dude you should have been an influence instead of being influenced so the thing is and it, it it that's that's what happened in my life like i was like uh it 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 was difficult man but it it's it's funny though. God has a way. Like, He still has that tug in your heart, you know. Like, His His Holy Spirit is still calling to you. His love is still there, and you're just like, bro. I think it's once you experience that because you probably experienced God's love before. Yeah, you did what you did, but it's like once you experience it, man, in the back of your head, you always know that what you're doing is wrong. Like, you always know, okay, this is fun, but it's this is what I'm doing isn't right. Self-aware. It's, so, it's like you get guilty. You get very guilty about it. And But, but you got to be very careful, though, because God doesn't want us to do things out of fear. He wants to do He wants us to do things out of love. And I think Nilto talked about discipline here. And, I, and again, I, I love this topic because 
I wanted to get back to what you said when you mentioned that sometimes you got to go against your will. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that translate to a lot of things that we need to do in our lives? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you got to eat clean. If you want to live longer, you got to eat clean. You got to exercise. Do you think I like to eat clean, man? I don't. Like, it's not good. Okay? It's, it's I got to go against my will. You, you want to uh, work out. It's the same thing. Oh, I want to start a business or I want to get out of my nine to five. That takes will because it's much easier to start stay in a nine to five and stay complacent, right? So discipline, it's and again your your relationship with God is based on discipline. You gotta be disciplined. You gotta be disciplined to read the Bible. That's one of the things I struggle the most because when whenever I get busy, the first thing that I don't do is like I'm not gonna read today. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. But, um <laughs> I just wanted to touch up on that because as you get older, maybe when you're younger and you have all these possibilities available to you, it's harder for you to, to realize this. But as you get older and with experience, you start to notice that a lot of people avoid the relationship with God or being a Christian because they feel like they're going to miss out on all these things and all these fun things that they could do. But when you start to think about it, all of these fun things that people would want to do rather than having a relationship with God are 100% self-destructive. So if you think about like, all right, I'm going to go partying tonight. You're going to be up until 3 in the morning, drinking alcohol, poisoning your body. Your, your sleep is going to suffer. You're going to be hanging out with people that you shouldn't be hanging out with in one-night stands. So emotionally, physically, professionally. You're going to make decisions you're going to regret. You're making terrible decisions that you're going to be regretting. So you yeah. live your teens and your early 20s because now, now it's my time to explore and to have fun. And you feel like you can't give that up and having a relationship with God young is lame. But, dude, these things that you're going against your will and the discipline, think about how far ahead, like us, if we had come to that realization earlier on, because I'm closer to God, I am more successful at my job. I am more fit. So there's all these things that, like, you think that you're giving up all these things to, be, to have a relationship with God. But, no, like, you're actually gaining so much. That it's like we a just, flip. We just don't see it at yeah. the moment. It's like a change of of, of, of priorities that people think that they're going to be giving up things. But no, the things that you'll be giving up are actually beneficial to you on the long run. And, dude, and this is what the media puts in our head. Exactly. The media, the media kind of tells you that, you know, you only live once, like you're only young once, and you want to do all these things. And I fell for it. I mean, I, I definitely fell for it. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done while young. And the reality is, it, like you said, it's self-destructive. And, the decisions that you make when you're in your early 20s are going to reflect for the rest of your life when you. Yeah, yep. that's true, man. And here's the thing that I also want to jump on while we're talking about this subject is that it's not like once you decide to love Christ above your own will and do his will above your own will, it's not like you're not going to want to go out. It's not like these feelings that you have are just going to go away. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of you understanding, I'm not going to go partying, man. Because if I go partying, God is going to be like in another house while I'm at home. And he's going to be far away from me. And once you feel that love and you truly value that love, you always want to be close to him. Right. You always want to be near. I never want to be away from Jesus. Like it's, I feel terrible when I am. Yeah, and I actually, it's, it's funny you said the thing about the whole YOLO thing. Jeez, that's so old. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, you only live once. But that's the thing, though. You truly only live once. Like, you cannot waste this time. And honestly, wasting this time is 
Precious. is like when you're far from God. That's how you're wasting your time. I've heard cases where it's like of people, ah, ah, but yeah, no, like I just want to live my life now. I'll accept Jesus later. It's like, what, what? do you mean? Like that, that, that doesn't make sense to us, right? Because we're already Christian and we're on the other side of that and we understand. Dude, but, but I was a Christian and it still didn't make sense to me. I think that I think that th- that's when the relationship with God really comes, Gabe. Because yeah. there's a well, difference. Well, that's what I'm between, saying, yeah. though. It's like actually a Christian. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't mean like you're going to church. The I religion. mean like, you, like you're actually a follower of Jesus. Like right. you're actually somebody who who is practicing your faith. Daily. I'll tell I'll tell you guys this, right? So, been going to church for, I think about six years now, and for five and a half out of those six years. I was not a Christian. I was just going. I did not care. Like I, and I had experiences with God, like with miracles that happened in my life. But you're, I used to be so self-centered and thinking that it was all a consequence of my um, effort, effort, my hard work, and I, and I didn't really give a lot of prompts to God. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, man, I work hard. You know, this is why the things are happening to me. When I really started becoming self-aware, started seeking more, things have become clear. Uh, the, the projects started to come up. Things that didn't bother me before started to bother me. And you, if you're listening and, and, and you're kind of like, okay, man, these guys, this, they don't make sense today. What, what's up with this episode? It's going to be unique to you. The experience that I've had, it's different than the experience that these three other guys had in their lives. And we're still experiencing, we're still learning, and it's easy to deviate away from the path. It's very easy. It's very difficult. You need you need to want to be back into that place, and you need to have people that will hold you accountable to come back to that place because it's yep. sometimes you can't stay there alone. Mm-hmm. I know that the, the four of us here are going through battles all the time, and we kind of sit down together and, and we try to help each other out. There's two over here. It's beautiful what they're doing. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, you know, it's... You know, Please don't talk about it. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they really help each other out to stay on track, um, you know, because they're not married. They're dating, so it's tough, man. And if they don't have somebody else there to, hey, man, I'm here too. Let's suffer together. You're a real one, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're, you are a real one, man. But um, Yeah, go ahead, so I just wanted to bring up a point that really helped me kind of develop my relationship with Jesus Christ is that there are facts about Jesus that are undeniable. One is that he existed. Two is that he died on the cross. Those are two undeniable facts that even atheists can't deny. Right. And I just keep thinking, I'm like, what would someone have to do in a span of three years to leave such an impact on the world that we're still talking about him to this day, that people still idolize him till this day, that people still write books about him, people still say they they see him, they feel his love, they 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 still experience love of Christ till this day. Like, what do you have to do in three years, man? It's Michael amazing. Jackson had a whole career, and no, like people don't even talk about him today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you know what's crazy to me, man, and uh, to me personally, Victor, right now, I read. Maybe because I grew up without a father and I didn't have, I was always seeking that one person that I wanted to mirror and be like them. So I was always reading the book of these guys that are super successful, right? I had so many people. And now that I, you know, that I'm reading the Bible, 
if you're a businessman and you and you want to get better at sales, <laughs> if you want to get better at negotiating, if you want to get better at understanding your team, if you want to get better at leadership, there's no better book. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, So God will provide you with all the tools that you need to succeed in every single area of your life. Everything. It, it, to me, I have just become a, just a better person. I've become more wise by just reading the Bible. Like the way you speak, the way you react. I think we have such a bad, I had such a bad quality of being so reactive. People would say something to me and I would immediately re react and snap and speak out of emotions, right? I would be so brutal sometimes, right? And the excuse was that I'm being honest, right? But sometimes what that person needs at that moment is a little bit of compassion instead of you just being honest about it. Even though there's a lot of people that come to me with, and they're complaining about things that to me are not valid. Like, I need to do what Jesus did because that's what he did. He was compassionate. People, The disciples would come to him with those silly questions and doubts and plans. And he wouldn't just embarrass them. He wouldn't just, you know, smack them in the face and be like, hey, wake up. I'm here. Right? So. He was actually pretty real, though. He was he real. He was, he, like, in... And yes, he was loving. He was compassionate. But there were moments when he was like, um, like somebody comes to him and is like, hey, um, yeah, I want to follow you, but I, I need to go, you know, bury a family member. He's like, let the dead bury the dead. And the person's like, what the, what, yeah, what yeah. do you, what do you mean? Right. And, or just like, let go of all your riches to come and follow me. It's like sometimes the Jesus knew when he really needed to, you know, bring it. He knew when he. Exactly. But he was also very, very loving. And what's crazy is that he shows his love by his actions. Yes. Lead from the front. Like, if you if if we actually read the gospels, have you guys ever read a verse that, that is showing Jesus saying, I love you? No. It's all through his actions. Interesting. All through his actions. So Truly, actions do speak louder than words. Yeah, and he, you know, he did the ultimate act of dying on the cross and taking up all of our sin. Do you know the details of what the Romans did to people who would die on the cross? It was torture. It was the most. Not only was was it torture, it was just the most humiliating way for for someone to die in that time. It was the most humiliating way for yeah. someone to die in that he time. He was and, naked the whole time. And too. you know what's crazy? God decided to come down as Jesus. When they created that. Like, you didn't choose any other form. You didn't choose today where you can, you know, be electrocuted on a chair or something. He chose that time where they literally, they, they poke you. They whip you. They whip you with, with bone shards at the end of the whip. So it peels off your skin and you bleed profusely. And when he, I think there was a moment, correct me if I'm wrong, please, one of you, um, where he said he was thirsty. And then they gave him like a sponge. And that's the sponge that they kind of used to clean toilets of that time. Am I wrong? With vinegar. With vinegar. With vinegar, yeah. Vinegar, so yeah. they literally fed him crap. Yeah. Like, and he chose to die that death for us, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but importantly, when, uh, uh, something that to me, when I read the Gospels, the first time that really stood out to me is that Jesus was human. He had all... The feelings that we have, and all the emotions, too. all the temptations. Because I remember when he was in distress, right, and 
he calls out to God. He's like, do I really need to go through this? Like, is there another way? And then immediately he's like, you know, but let your will, let be, your done. will be done. Another interesting yes. fact. Sorry, I just like talking about this. You'd like to interrupt you. <laughs> you finish your <laughs> I'm point. Kidding, man. I'm kidding. You did a good job <laughs> today. You did a good job today. So, um, he also he was stressing out so much that he he bled, sweat. Well, so he, he was yes, he, he was, was sweating, sweating blood. blood. Sorry, <laughs> he bled <And> sweat. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole basis of that act on the cross was the forgiveness of our sins, which is what to me is what hit me the hardest for me to make that decision for that relationship because he, God, Jesus, is the only being that you can ask for forgiveness from something that you did, and he will literally forgive and forget. You have a clean slate. There's no one else that can do that. Like your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, they will love you unconditionally, but they'll forgive you, but that's going to stay. Yeah. God doesn't deal with that. Like, if you come to him truthfully and you ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven. And you have a clean slate to, to, to go and continue. So that was one of the, the, the things that made me realize, like, dang, like, this love is, like, next-level stuff. And the other thing, too, and I'll, you, you can take over, Gabe. Um, when you talk about the relationship with God and we have, like, this constant tension with, like, not sinning, right? And something that I heard that, kind of described it perfectly for me is that when we're in, in Christ, there's a difference for us to falling into sin because we're going to fall short all the times because we're not perfect beings. And there's a difference when you surrender to sin. When you surrender to sin, you just, just live like God isn't there. And you just allow yourself to kind of be in that environment, doing whatever it is that you're doing. And you just accept it as part of you. Whereas when you have Christ and you have always that tug in your heart that you're talking about, that you're doing something wrong, you're not surrendering to sin. You're fighting it, but your flesh is weak, and sometimes you will give in to sin. But you have the, 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 you can come to Christ and ask for forgiveness, and that's the beauty of the relationship. So one thing that I wanted to get into is I feel like we all gave our own you know, personal experience, but one thing that we need to talk about is also the how that we had mentioned before. So years ago, years ago, when I you know, came back to Jesus, I was speaking to a, a close friend, um, a brother, actually, and he was saying, dude, okay, so now there are five things that, as a Christian, that you need to do, which are prayer, reading the Bible, fasting, serving, and worship. And he was also like, you need to, you know, try and get yourself to church as much as possible. And I remember that time being such a, powerful time in my life like as soon i i immediately was like you know what i'm going to follow jesus 100 right that was like years ago and i decided like yo let's just run it let's go let's do it and i remember reading the book of romans at that time too which was a very very powerful book for me um there's a verse that sticks to me to this day romans 8 18 that says your present sufferings are not to be compared to the glory that will be revealed to you and dude oh hold on i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> and I remember that time too. Um doing all those things, those basics, right? Just to name them out again. So prayer, reading the Bible, fasting, serving and worship. All of those five things as Christians, that's what we are required to do to grow in our relationship with God. We have to, man. We have to. And those are 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 so vital for us. Especially, dude, 
reading the word how are we how are we gonna get to know god if we're not reading his word man yeah right sometimes people's like oh god can you speak to me right now just you know just i want somebody to come to me and say this prophecy this is not but you're not reading the word you're not reading the bible when it's like he's gonna speak to you through this right here you know like you have answers right here in front of you but we decide not to we decide that like ah there's other stuff that's important and i'm Dude, I'm faulty of that too. You no, know, we all are man. No, no one is perfect, man. Like, and I think I think that's what keeps people. Sometimes people despise religions in general, right? People despise us because they think us we are better than them. We're not, man. Yep. We we just here's the thing. It would be selfish of us to not share what we experienced because we're better off without it. No, with with it, with it, it. Oh. <laughs> with it. We're better off with it. We're better off with it. So it's we we gotta share. We gotta share the information out there. And I mean, it's up to you if you want to listen or not. If you don't want to listen, just don't listen, man. It's your choice. You made a choice to listen yeah. to us. If you and don't. if you're if you're embarrassed to you know to talk about it with your friends, because maybe you're in an environment where no one around you believes. One of the things that helped me once I got hit like a truck, when I found out that Jesus died on the cross, even though I was like as faulty as I was, um, was I remember what you said in a youth group like three, four years ago. You said you talked about going into your room and closing the door and just praying by yourself and letting kind of so Jesus just said. having a conversation. right? Because, yeah, Jesus did do that. Every night he would kind of have, have his alone time and he would pray. And I imagine that he kind of had a conversation with God. Yeah. Right. That helped me so much. That's what prayer is. I think, I think, I mean, we already kind of want to close it off, but there's one thing that we need to talk about, like prayer, like prayer. I think it's, it's such an easy thing, man. Like I really need you guys to see this. Do not overcomplicate this. I remember when I decided that I wanted to get closer to God, I, I saw that my life wasn't going nowhere. And I asked someone, I was like, Hey, can you teach me? It was actually my father-in-law. I was like, Hey man, how do you pray? And then he gave me his recipe, and I was, it didn't work for me. Like, what he did didn't work for me. So you, I I was like, you know what, I man? There's got to be something in the Bible somewhere. And I, and I was reading the Gospels, and it was funny because Jesus teaches us how to do it. He has the Our Fathers there, but it's, not, it's more than that. It's, you know, you go into a room, and you, you just talk. That's it. Just talk. It will become easier for you. But then um, Solomon also tells you to pray for wisdom. Because guess what? If you're wise, you know what to ask. Okay, You need to learn what to ask of God as well. Okay, Don't ask for money. Because money is not just going to fall out of the sky in your, in your lap. If you're struggling financially, what should you ask for, Rodrigo? Um, problems to solve so you can make more money. Exactly, <laughs> man. Like, but also not just what to ask. Um, what to ask for and also when to be grateful and what to be grateful but for. But I think, I, you know, personally, I always start by thanking God. Yeah. I always thank God for everything. I mean, just the fact that I w- opened my eyes this morning. Right? You got to be, you know, you start by thanking God for it because you don't want to take things for granted too. And here's the thing, man. It helped me. It helps me because... I'm always grateful but not satisfied like for myself with my development as a man, with my development as a business owner, with my business, with my team. I It's not like, and sometimes it's easy for you to feel ungrateful for the things you've accomplished. Once I started praying, it made sense. I was like, 
God's so wise, man. He knows. Like he, he he's like, dude. There are people. There will be people that will want to be more ambitious than others, and that's okay. But I want to make sure I help those people understand. First of all, everything's coming from me. Honor me first, right? That's God. So you, you said worship, one of the five things, and then you you you, you thank me for everything I've given you because He's given us everything, and then we ask because if we don't if he doesn't give it to us we're not gonna have it it's simple it's that simple i did want to talk about one last thing go ahead um having a woman of god is probably something that's gonna be able to derail you or speed up your your relationship with jesus because he had someone in his life who derailed him from his relationship with jesus even though he grew up in church me too. That happened to me as well. But I'm, I am very grateful. I'm so grateful for Giovanna because you know, you experienced it. You told me. Um, once we started dating, she she was kind of the person who was like, hey, let's go to church. Hey, let's go to church. Hey, let's go to church. I wasn't really going because um, I was still kind of, I wasn't really feeling worthy at that time in my life as well. And then I just kept going and going and going. And then once you're there and you realize that worshiping, and there's so many people around you also worshiping God in church, it's it's impossible not to feel his presence. It's impossible not to feel his presence. As long as you go in there with an open heart and you ask God, God, can you please talk to me, give me a feeling, can you please show me something? If you go to church when everybody's worshiping, and, the, and, the, and here's another very important thing, the band is worshiping God as well because the band can't play for themselves. The band has to play for God. If they're playing for God, you're going to feel the presence of God, man. And it's it's amazing. Yeah. Don't wait to be perfect to get to church. Don't wait to be perfect to find Jesus. Yeah. You know, we, you're never going to be, even after you find Jesus. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you, folks, for watching. Don't forget to share and subscribe. We appreciate you all. <laughs>